Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your humble, happy holiday. What would be the word, Host. Julie? Holiday, holiday focused host. That's right. Broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. And by lovely, I do mean it. It is quite lovely. Reminding me why we originally moved out of the Midwest to Texas. It's beautiful today. So, guys, we're gonna. I'm gonna start out by telling you a story. And well, first of all, the title of today's radio show, as, as most of you know, because you're looking at the title right now is don't be a holiday bah humbug how it pays to give it away now by giving it away we obviously mean you know as much as you're comfortable doing but i'm gonna tell you guys a story this is a true story and then we're going to get to our points a lot of great ideas this information that we're going to provide for you is not just holiday specific this is a good um idea for you guys to add no i mean for a year-round type charity one of the pages in our pre-listing pack, coaching clients, you know this, is a section called, or is a page called giving back. Okay, giving back is oftentimes what you'll find one of the, it, you know, they'll pull out of your pre-listing pack. I'm just speaking to our coaching members right now. You know that they almost always look at the giving back page. They'll pull out your resume. They'll pull out your this and the other thing from the pre-listing pack, but they'll almost always look at your giving back page. And you've got to be keeping your giving back page, you know, you've got to focus on that. It's easy for a lot of us to lose focus on how important it is for us to be contributors to our society and not just, you know, basically service professionals. I know this sounds a little uh, confusing at this point, but when we get into the mud with you guys on the details, you'll understand completely. Uh, so last Saturday, Julie and I went, and this is just an idea, this is kind of to set you up, maybe inspire some of you. Julie and I went to the local Toys R Us, and before going, we called the assistant manager and asked her to tell us who, it, uh, what, you know, how many layaways they had that were a about to, um, uh, what would the word be, Julie? About, it about to basically go eventually. Yeah, basically go into default. And if you guys have done, if you are familiar with layaways, basically layaways are generally used by folks that do not have the money to buy what they're trying to buy. And so the stores will basically set the stuff aside, and then people make payments on it. A lot of us who grew up with no money will be familiar with this. Uh, some of you guys are going like, what are they talking about? But there it is. So layaways are a lot of ways that or is, is a main way that uh, people that do not have a lot of money can make ends meet and basically can budget for Christmas. Now, you make payments we did is we your called stuff, these, essentially. Right, right. And, and generally speaking, the average layaway is not a lot of money. It's maybe a couple hundred bucks. So we called the local Toys R Us, asked the assistant manager, asked her, asked her how many people that they had at that store that were uh, had layaways where they weren't able to make the minimum payment. And, guys, the minimum payment is usually 5 or 10 bucks. So a lot of these layaways have been in layaway for a year and people have been making payments. They've been paying them down. You know, maybe they paid a 25 or 30 percent of the layaways off. And the layaways were specifically there to buy their kids toys for Christmas. All right, you following me? So we told and asked her to tell us who the at-risk or the near-defaulted layaways were. And and we asked her also to basically pull out anybody that was buying like, you know. Playstations and PlayStation, uh, you know, we wanted to make it so that these were toys that were specifically meant for little kids 
in that if they didn't, you know, if these layaways weren't paid for, they probably wouldn't have any presents or not what they would have otherwise been. So Julie and I went to the Toys R Us. You guys can all do this as well. You can ask for the assistant manager, ask for the manager, and say that you want to pay off X number of dollars in layaways. We ended up paying off 25 layaways, and you know, and and the and she told she didn't give us names or anything, but you know, she did tell us what we were essentially paying for for these people. And so that I have to tell you was very very rewarding. And all of you guys should consider doing the same thing. Now the nice thing about Toys R Us, and and we're going to give some other ideas here too. The nice thing about Toys R Us is they also have another program that when you donate money, I think it's $200 to pay off somebody else's layaway, they'll actually dollar match it with another $200. Um, but that process would have required going through the corporate office and whatever, and being that we're a week out of Christmas, Julie and I just wanted to basically make sure that these layaways were paid off and that you know these kids had their presents uh, for Christmas. You know, the cool thing, too, <laughs> I have to say, is the assistant manager was so excited and so happy mm-hmm. uh, to help us you know, she obviously do this. She spent a lot of this. time on it. Uh, you know, one of the things did. that she did – yeah, I mean, she she even looked into the notes that were kept on people in their layaway where she chose a few of them that had said, you know, I can't make this payment. Please don't put my stuff back. I'll be able to make a payment in two weeks. She prioritized right. based on need. I think she spent a lot of uh, really good time on that. And then she was talking about how excited she was to call and say that you can come and pick up your layaway. It's been paid off for you. So, I, right. you know, I, I think that was really fulfilling for us and a fun uh, charitable thing to do. And the The thing is, you guys, if this is something you want to do, you don't have to spend a ton of money on it. I think two or three of the layaways oh. that we did, they were one of them was $27. It was like for a Barbie set or something. 27 bucks Julie, somebody just put so, in the layaway. Just so they're clear, guys, if they if that person hadn't gone in that week and made the $3 payment on that layaway, if they'd missed a payment and hadn't called the manager, it would have gotten restocked, and the money that they put into that layaway would have been lost. You get it? So by us going in there and paying off the 25 layaways, you know, who knows? You guys get the point here, right? This is a direct way to make sure the kids have presents on Christmas morning. And like I said, it was something that is very, it was very rewarding for us. Um, You know, she got to, as Julie just said, she got to call then all the folks that um, we'd done this for. We did it totally anonymously. Uh, We didn't know attachment whatsoever, didn't know who they were. Um, we saw every, you know, everything that we saw the stack before we got up from her desk. We saw the stack of, um, you know, people that were going to about to get calls from her to, to, you know, say, guess what? Your Christmas is, you know, is squared away. Come pick up the toys. I mean, that's pretty incredible, right? All of you guys, I know all of you guys are getting the huge, incredible, uh, you know, feeling from doing something like that. Now, but here, here's the thing. Just if you're going to follow this particular path, be specific. Tell the store manager to look for layaways that are about to be in default and ask them only to uh, pay off. You know, you want to contribute to layaways that are going to be for kids' toys. Don't do furniture. Don't do electronic items or don't do stuff like that. You know, the Barbies and the the little magnets and the things that little kids are going to use, that's what you probably are going to want to have your money go to for uh, first if that's indeed a path you're going to follow. So hopefully that's an idea that sets the stage for today's radio show. So, Julie, before we get to our notes, I believe you have a very cool email to read. I do. This is a shout-out to Deborah, and as always, I apologize for killing your guys' last names. I am uh, French deficient. I think it's Deschamps. Deschamps? I don't know. Anyway, Deborah, D-E-S-C-H-A-M-P-S. I always forget when you pronounce the S and when you don't. Uh, she is in Wilbraham, Massachusetts. 
So anybody in that area, Massachusetts referrals, go right over to Deborah. She'll take really good care. And in fact, she is in the top 100 in the nation for real living realty. So you know you're in good hands. Okay, she writes, Tim, I love listening to you and Julie's podcast. It's inspiring and empowering. My husband recently lost his job at Smith & Wesson. He's going to come on board with me as an employee so I can pay for our health insurance and write it off. He's ready and willing to hit for sale by owners and expires, and I've given him scripts and reading material. We're planning to do some farming as well. Anything we can do to generate enough business to make up for his lost paycheck. I'd like to know uh, what you'd suggest to leave behind material when you're visiting an expired or an unrepresented seller, otherwise known as FISBOs. I'm pretty scared of the whole concept of having to double my business in order to keep us afloat financially. I've talked with him about coaching. With us being new as a team and couple, what would you suggest for coaching under this circumstance? And we have since, of course, emailed and talked with Deborah back. Uh, sorry it's so long. Hope to hear from you from Deborah. P.S. He is well-liked, knows lots of people, so that's a good thing. Laugh out loud. So, uh, Deborah, first I have to commend you for being tuned in, literally, to the podcasts every day and for already taking action. It stinks to lose a job. Absolutely, we feel for you and your family. But what a huge blessing it is that he can join you and that your job has you know, the parameters that you guys can blow this up as big as you want to and need to. So, of course, we'll help you get there. It'll be our pleasure to help you, and we'll keep that communication going. I think you and I have a call that we're going to set up for next week. So, yeah, thank you for but listening, no, and thank you for sharing your story. Go ahead. But, Julie, specifically, though, one of the, so what are the three things? I mean, obviously, she's going to want to become a premier coaching client, but what are the three things you're going to tell her to do immediately? Because we have a lot of listeners in similar situations, right? So what are the three things, and then let's get to our notes, that she should be doing or having her husband do or, frankly, both of them start doing absolutely positively immediately with no delay? I'll, give the, I'll, yeah. I'll do the first one because it's Shoot. the easy one. You've got to come mm -hmm. up with two of them. <laughs> okay. So Gina, absolutely okay. positively. Right. Since he's new in the business, um, you guys need to be doing BPOs. He needs to be doing BPOs. The benefit of doing BPOs is he gets paid while he's uh, learning the market. He will become an excellent uh, pricer, CMA guy. He'll be know the backwards and the forwards and all the different little intricacies of the different neighborhoods. All that comes from doing BPOs, and he can get paid. So our suggestion, point number one, for Deborah and everybody else is that you do enough BPOs every single day to at least cover your personal overhead. And you can do that. That's part of the Premier Coaching Program. We want every single one of you doing that. So find out what your, you know, your monthly overhead is, divided by the you know, 30 days or whatever, and then do enough BPOs every single day to cover that, um, to cover that monthly nut. And this is, by the way, something that not just somebody who's new in the business, but even maybe folks that are not wanting to that are wanting to basically move ahead and you know use their commissions for saving and investing. We've had literally at this point thousands of agents who've caught on to the really I mean it's work, but it's also great work because you could do enough BPOs, cover all your personal overhead, and the commissions you make from selling real estate go to investing, go to lifestyle, go to paying off debt. So that's an a very easy thing for anybody to get into. So, Julie, your two other points, since yeah, I chose absolutely. the easy one. <laughs> no worries. So uh, the next thing is to listen to our podcast from last week because he is, I'm sure, not very new to real estate, being that he's been married to her, seeing real estate through her eyes, but also you know, getting all of that experience deficiency filled in so that you've gone to a closing, you've gone to a home inspection, you've gone to a loan application, you get the drill. You can do that in a week or less, 
At the same time, I want to make sure that you guys have a really killer pre-listing package put together because you yep. are willing to go to expireds and for sale by owners, and you do want to have something so that was powerful your third point. I just leave behind. Maybe it was my third. Right. I've run on point sometimes. That was your that was your third point. No, no. So that was good. So Julie said, listen to last mm-hmm. week's radio shows because we did do some carve-outs specifically for new agents on those shows. And the third point, which was a great point and answers your question directly too, is you de- as far as the leave behind, there's nothing better than your pre-listing pack. And when you hand that pre-listing pack to that seller, I promise you, you're going to be proud of it. You're going to be confident. And the the really cool thing, the reason we originally designed it for ourselves decades ago, and the reason that so many of our clients use it with, I mean, they love it, is because there is not a single question that that seller will ever have about you, the listing process, why they should hire you, that's not already covered in the pre-listing pack. So the very thing that keeps so many of you guys from being uh, becoming listing agents, your fear of a seller asking you a question you don't know the answer to, covered in the pre-listing pack. So you just show up. You know, obviously, the content in the pre-listing pack, but you show up. You follow our listing process, you ask them questions, you get to know their motivation, and then it, the whole thing actually really falls into place. But it does start with that pre-listing pack, absolutely. All right, Julie, so let's just jump in. Um, so we have a lot of great points. Julie did a ton of research on all this. What we want you to do is have an open mind to how to use this information immediately, in addition to the Toys R Us idea we already gave you, but immediately to make a contribution, but also on an ongoing basis and have this be, uh, become part of your very business uh, your very business plan. Have your business based on the idea of being charitable, and you will be really amazed, pleasantly surprised in some cases, how that actually will draw folks to you. And Julie and I are going to give you some personal personal anecdotes as we go through of our own experience, also experience of our personal coaching clients about how this actually will work. So, Julie, let's just jump right in. Yes, so I don't know if you guys realize this, but according to CharityNavigator.org, Americans donated over $298 billion to charity. Their records came from 2011, so it's probably even more if we get their updated list. Philanthropy.com notes that the average amount given per household was about 4.7% of their discretionary income. So I think that's pretty cool. These are just some things that are interesting to know. Given has been, giving has been proven to have many benefits, not just to those who receive your gifts, obviously, but also to you as the one giving. So we're going to talk about both sides of this equation. And from uh, Acts 20.35 says – It's more blessed to give than to receive. Many of you guys know that one. Now, what are the benefits? And we're going to get into specific business applications and how both you and the recipient are going to benefit and how to deal with this. And then I'll have a lot of suggestions of different ways you can be charitable. Some of them cost you money, some of them them time, some of them just effort. So decide by the end of this podcast what you're going to do. So you will feel more rich. Giving to others increases your capacity for love. Even if you don't have much right now, you have enough to share with others. It's funny how simple acts can make you feel really fulfilled. Empty your closet and see how full of gratitude you are. Maybe you donate a few sweaters and coats to your local homeless shelter. Your closet will be empty, but your heart will be full from doing this. You don't have to give millions to make an impact. So there's a simple idea. Many of you guys should be doing this anyway. Do something with your overflowing closets. I've been reading a lot of treasure maps lately, Tim, with the goals in five areas of life. Many of our agents have said they want to update their wardrobe. They want to clean their house, clean their closets, get more organized. Well, tie that into some charitable acts and help some other people. Maybe you don't need 40 different coats. Give up some of them, especially those of you who live in cold climates where people are freezing on the street. That's a great act of charity. Next, 
And feel free to interrupt me, Tim, if I go too quickly. Well, I was just thinking, step. Julie. I mean, if, yeah. is it, just so you guys know, um, great charities actually are the ones that are closest to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Virtually every church will will happily take donations. So start with the church. Ask them if they have, and they, uh, you know, obviously will give the stuff away to their um, own members. And, but if you don't have a, for some reason, relationship with the local, by, you don't need a relationship with the local church. Julie and I donate to churches to that it. we're not. Yeah, they'll right. And then beyond that, uh, Julie, what's the other place we donate to? Like on every month. Oh, uh, goodwill. Yeah, uh, goodwill. Salvation Army. That's what we're donating to. Yeah. So all yeah. Zoe's stuff when she outgrows it, we you know we take it over to Salvation Army, and now Zoe's not growing very fast. She's gonna be a little girl, but <laughs> so you well, know, and the local toys, preschools, church schools, right. and you know you have so many options. But I I think you're right to look in your own backyard first. And by the way, great opportunity to you know expand your center of influence, get to know people that you wouldn't normally know, and what a great way to introduce yourself through charitable giving. They're already going to love you without even knowing you very well. You know, make sure you do it in person. You shake their hand. You make the connection. You get their business card. You give them your business card. You fold them into your center of influence and your mailings and emails and bomb bomb videos and all that kind of stuff. So, Julie, yes, let's give them. Is, let's give them an enhanced right. the, the idea we had when we sold real estate that where we were uh, donating to um, the uh, Humane Society. Now, um, oh, we're going to give yeah. you an, an idea. We're going to give you an idea how you can fold what Julie's concept was and pull that into something you can have as an ongoing, on an ongoing basis. Uh, when we sold real estate in Central Ohio, uh, we would have we had a program that was called Buy or Sell with Me and Adopt a Pet for Free. And anytime we had any anything, be it a home brochure or be it an ad or just whatever websites, doesn't matter where, we always had a little ad or tried to always have a little ad for that buy or sell with me and adopt a pet for free. And it was easy to set up. We just called the local, it was the Columbus Area Humane Society, and we said um, if we wanted to pay for people's adoption fees, cover the adoption fees, and you know do that on a basis of our clients and the rest of it, how does that actually work? And they said, well, the person bucks. Without- That's it. 35 yep. bucks per adoption. It was cheap. They said, well, the people would obviously have to qualify. We're not just going to give animals away to anyone who walks in off the street. And we said, of course, of course. And so that's what we did. But here's what happened as a result of that. We ended up talking to one of the directors. Do you remember Julie? His name was Bill. And, mm-hmm. um, so, and, and he was one of the directors of the Humane Society. And we did get real estate transactions in a market that wasn't even close to where we lived. It was out in Bexley, actually, where this guy lived. Those of you guys who are in Columbus will know what I'm talking about. We were in New Albany. So the moral of the story was is by calling them up and saying, listen, we want to make this contribution. Buy yourself me. Adopt a pet for free. We'll obviously play by your rules. How does it work? And it was very simple to set up. If we, we would essentially – we printed off a certificate. And their certificate had the contact name of the person you know, and the phone number inside the Humane Society. They'd call up the person. They'd say, I want to use this certificate from Tim and Julie. they say, no problem. Swing on by. Fill out the application. Pick your pet and leave. And then we would cover the expense. Very, very big. Now, we go on listing presentations. For every 10, we go on a listing presentation. I'm not exaggerating. We would probably take – for every 10, we would take – one specifically because of our involvement in, in that idea. Yeah. There would be, you know, the cat lady, right? You walk into her house, she had five cats, and she would say, "Look, I'm interviewing five other realtors, and I chose you guys because you have your specific involvement in the Humane Society." That's how 
You don't have to start by doing charitable things with the idea that you're going to get some benefit from it, but it always works out that way anyway. So expand your thinking about how you can make a contribution. So go ahead, Jules. Yeah, absolutely. I had temporarily forgotten about that, yeah. So – And it was amazing. Like that was for some of those people, that was like the number one factor in their decision making, which was awesome. I know. Um, It was awesome. So as we've been talking about, yeah. So this is great for business. Highlight the charities that you support on your website, your Facebook page, in your pre-listing package, and other marketing that you do. As Tim said, anything that you're already doing, add, say, if you're doing the Humane Society promotion, um, buy or sell with me, adopt a pet for free. You can put their logo and that little saying on any marketing you're already doing, home brochures, et cetera. This is going to tighten your social network, heighten your exposure to wealthy individuals, and broaden your center of influence in general. It's all great for business. This comes up also, Tim, when agents ask, how do I go upper end? How do I get involved in the luxury market? There's not that many ways to do it. You can prospect your way in for sale by owners expired. You can plaster the world with your marketing and pray to the real estate gods it's going to work for you. Or you can work with charitable events and actually get to know a lot of these folks who are very involved with these charities. So it plays into that as well. Remember that most people choose whom they will list with based on who they already know. How do you get to know more people? Charity is one of the best ways. You don't have to always give money. You can give your time through volunteering for an event or donating space in your office or something of this nature. Also, this is setting an example for your kids, your community, your past clients, your friends. Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Your generosity towards others sets the stage for potentially generations of giving through your family and through influencing your friends. And we talked about what we did. You know, we're doing several things this year, but the Toys R Us thing was so easy and simple to do. Even if you just popped in this afternoon and you said, who's got layaways that are 50 bucks or less, I want to pay them off. And you sponsored three families. I mean, that would be pretty awesome. So that's one idea. Um, you also, through Toys R Us, and there's a link to their website um, that we have available here that's how you can actually purchase a specific toy that is sent to Toys for Tots. So Toys for Tots is the marine charity that's attached to Toys R Us, and you can actually shop online for something specific. It gets sent to Toys for Tots, and then they take care of it from there. So one of the reasons we like Toys R Us is because they are so organized. They also have a button you can just donate money online if you want to, if you want to make it super easy. So, so listen, that brings guys, here's, us. What, here's what we're going to do. Go here, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, Julie has a ton of links. She's done a lot of research on this. You guys are going to have questions about tax deductions, some of you. Um, she's, there's a lot of information on you know, just different ideas, but she also has gone and researched that, uh, basically how to research a specific charity and also how to uh, donate directly to our troops. Julie and I have a bias towards any charity where literally there's no filter between us giving and somebody receiving. We personally have seen um, charities that – where only a small percent of what you're donating actually goes to who you think it's going to. It's important that you ask if you're just going to be writing a check and you needed, uh, you needed something documented, ask the question, what percent of my 100 bucks I'm about to give actually goes to this specific cause? Because you're going to find a lot of times that this money is gobbled up. If you see a bunch of TV commercials and a bunch of print advertising and a bunch of direct mail for some charity, I bet you less than 10% of the money that you're donating actually is going to the charity that you think it's going to. So it, our opinion it you know, is arguable. Granted, a lot of people have differing opinions, but our opinion is to figure out a way – that you can make a direct contribution. 
Um, you know, we told you the Toys R Us thing. The other thing we're doing is we're sponsoring some families for our local church. Called up the church. Who do you guys have that's basically having a hard time this year that we can help? Uh, we're sponsoring one family, a little five-year-old girl. Julie did their Christmas shopping yesterday. You know, we're going to drop off the toys, that sort of thing. So you guys can do all that stuff directly. You decide at what level you want to be involved in it. And if you don't have the financial wherefore-all to make a contribution, that's fine, too. There are so many different places you could go and volunteer. There's so many different things. When Julie and I uh, were in high school, actually, you guys, some of you know that we've been married forever. But, you know, not in high school. We got married when we were out of college. But we met in high school. We used to volunteer uh, to go and actually help veterans, mostly veterans, or people. They turned out to be mostly veterans, but they're folks from um, – you know, essentially they're in wheelchairs and such. We would, uh, there was this organization that would basically have these guys show up at the local downtown Lazarus, and then they needed people to help them get from one thing to the other to, to knock out their Christmas list. I'll never forget going around with this one guy in a wheelchair. He didn't talk. He had a list that he'd handwritten, you know, and it was only like four or five items. There were children, there were presents for his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren. And I had to, you know, help him go from one section to the other, and I'd show him something like this, yes, yes, yes. And so anyway, I ended up helping him do all the shopping, and Julie was doing it at the same time. This, you know, and I remember, I'll never forget, is when I, you know, he, I had to go and pay for him, so he gave me his wallet, and I pulled out his, um, you know, I opened his wallet, and he was a World War II veteran, and he was a Purple Heart World War II veteran, and so here I was pushing around this guy that was actually a real American hero, and you know, that was kind of that's, I mean, this this was, you know. 25, maybe 30 years ago. It was 30, years ago. 17, 16 years old, 17, maybe, something like that. So it was 30 years ago. That stayed with me. Yeah, I do too. And you had, I think, didn't you work? Were you helping? You had your own. Yeah, we went. That was the Lazarus VIP thing. And I I was in charge of a cadre of little old ladies in their wheelchairs. And, you know, they (laughs) did have their their little handwritten, you know, I'm going to get this for this and for my son, for my grandson, and all these things. And, you know, I do. Probably part of it was our age, the impact that it had, and it just really kind of uh, reset your outlook on everything and reminded us of how blessed we are and, you know, that there are so many people in the world in different categories that need your help, your assistance, et cetera. So it's not hard to find these types of things to do. And I'm always a fan, Tim, of anything that gets agents out of their office, home office, basement office, you know, (laughs) what have you, that gets you out there. Some of you guys struggle with mindset issues, especially this time of year, particularly when you're also snowed in and the sky is gray and, you know, all that kind of thing. This is a great way to break through that and get back to the attitude of gratitude. So remember, when you donate to charities, time, money, et cetera, you will feel grateful because it does make you realize how great you've got it. You've got a roof over your head, gas in your car, food in your fridge, clean water to drink, and an amazing career. You know, some of the charities that I was looking at when I was preparing this podcast, you know, something as simple as donating water, right? So a big crate you can get at the grocery store of water to your local homeless shelter. What's that going to cost you, like 12 bucks? and yet you're providing clean water for somebody. It's pretty amazing. So Aesop said, as in Aesop's fables, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. So don't feel like just because this is all you can do that you're not having an impact. This is under the too soon to tell category. You don't know what that impact is having on someone. So uh, we're posting something about tax deductions. There's a, on the, uh, let's see, on the charitynavigator.org website, there's a great 
summary of the federal tax laws regarding charitable giving. There's some math equations and things you can just forward to your accountant when you do this. We urge you to consult your tax advisor. Our big disclosure, we're not accountants or attorneys, just so I got that in. Um, and then I wanted to share a quick Chinese proverb that says, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. I think that's a good way to kind of round out this call. And then I have a yeah. little bit more. Maybe we turn this into a two-part show. I don't know. Your, well, your choice. No. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Let's, we're going to take this uh, content that Julie prepared, and we're going to put it on the blog post. If you're listening to us off iTunes or whatever, you can find it. Just go to timandjulieharris.com, and then we're going to include all the links and all Julie's detail that she did. She did take a couple of days to research all this. Um, Julie, I don't want to wait another day. I want to have them have this information yeah. right away so they can actually start putting it in place. Now, okay, so um, we have been getting a lot of emails and about people asking Julie and I if we'll personally coach them. And as we said on this call before, we only have a handful of personal clients, and these are personal clients that for the most part we've had for a long time, and we don't take new clients. We just don't because a whole bunch of reasons, but the biggest one is is that we have coaches that work with us and that you know most of the agents uh, that come to us go to the uh, the other coaches that work for us. So um, we are, and I asked you, we've been talking about this, we are going to open up our personal schedules for five additional clients. That's it, each. So if you guys are interested in being coached by Julie or I, directly, not by one of our coaches, you can email me or Julie, Tim at TimandJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimandJulieHarris.com. We're only taking five. Now, this is not the premier coaching program, guys. This is where basically you would have Julie or I as your personal coach, weekly calls, and you get everything else that's also in premier coaching. It's in essence the same thing that we offer as part of the VIP program where you get assigned one of our coaches and you have that coach as your weekly coach. You know, a more intimate relationship, obviously, and then you get everything as part of premier coaching. But again, you you know, it probably happens three or four times a day. Someone asks if we would personally coach them, and usually the answer is no. But what I'm saying is that we are going to open our schedules up for an additional five clients each. So if you're interested, just email uh, Julia or myself directly, and then Sarah will get back to you and answer any questions that you might have. Um, yeah, so guys, listen, use this information that Julie gave to you. Please take it, you know, take it seriously. Allow it to let your guard down. Let, you know, use this time of year as your a way to emotionally reset yourself. Some of you guys, you burn it on both ends for so long. Look, I get it. We did it too. We still do do it. When you go and you know you're directly helping somebody, you know you're even in a tiny little bit. I mean, that little girl that Julie bought that Barbie for on Christmas morning, that little five-year-old girl who otherwise wouldn't have had probably a Barbie, maybe not even any other Christmas presents, there's not a single person on this car <laughs> call the show, I don't care how callous you are, who doesn't, you know, that is that touches everyone, right? Isn't that just a beautiful thing? The gift that you guys have of being in this business at this time, being in the right place at the right time, hopefully you're getting a lot from our daily radio shows. Hopefully you're seeing the fact that you, again, are in the right place at the right time and 2017 is going to be your best year ever. That should be your mindset at this point. If it's not, just go back and listen to past radio shows, and I think we'll <laughs> help you adopt that mindset. Well, you can take that feeling you have of gratitude of optimism, and just give some of that away. Make a contribution. And what happens is internally, that feeling of um, optimism, that feeling of you know, your own personal feeling of gratitude, it multiplies itself because you've actually helped somebody else. It's some sort of spiritual, cosmic thing, but it's real. So do consider using some of these ideas. And again, we're going to uh, put a very 
uh, detailed breakdown of today's show on the uh, website, timandjulieharris.com. So look for that. Just go there, click on the links. And, hey, guys, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Thank you.